0: Welcome to The Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of The Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Trish Agaral on the line. Trish, how are you? I'm really good, thanks. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you here. You've got some interesting background and some awesome work. So why don't you share with the audience a little about you, and we'll go ahead and dive in.
1: Awesome. Um, so my name's Tarish. Um, I run a company called Five X, and you know my background's really been in the data space. I've been fortunate to have spent a lot of my career there. In 2011, I got to be one of the first data engineers at a company called Salesforce.com back in 2011, no one in the valley really had a data team, um, which is very, very different from what things are today. Uh, so I got to be you know, one of the first data engineers there, worked on this framework, which allowed Salesforce to do benchmarking. Benchmarking is a feature where you can compare your business to other businesses in your same vertical, in your same industry and figure out Hey, on average, how many leads does uh, does another business that looks like me have, or what revenue are you doing? Which is extremely helpful in sort of figuring are you doing better or worse. Um, it's become pretty common today, but back in 2011, that was the first time we started doing it. And um, yeah, most recently, I worked for WeWork. Um, I ran the data group, helped scale WeWork from two to 100. Focused on different areas like data platform, data engineering, machine learning. So yeah, my background, you know, stayed very, very narrow, very focused on the data space. And, you know, I found myself stuck in Bali, Indonesia, at the beginning of lockdown, not the worst place to be stuck. Um, and what I discovered is that, you know, we're still very, very early in the data adoption life cycle, right? Today, you know, 10 years later, data has become fairly prevalent, but not as prevalent as we might think, right? Only tech companies today are really able to get value from data. So obviously, Facebook, Apple, Google, you know, these companies who have large budgets, who can go hire large data teams can really go gain value. Turns out that, you know, 90% of businesses might have some basic reporting. They might have Google Analytics, so they might have some dashboards, but they're not really leveraging data in the same way Your traditional tech companies are doing it. And if you think about what's happening, you know, when data became sort of started to become popular, we used the same go-to-market strategy as we did for software engineering, which is let's go build a tech product and sell it to tech teams. Now, data is way broader than software engineering. Software engineering is for tech companies, whereas data is for all businesses. So, you know. One of the issues today is that majority of businesses don't have the capabilities of setting up the modern data stack or going and hiring a data engineer, and these companies are unable to really kind of gain value from it. So, essentially started 5X with a simple goal of, how do we do data as a service for these 90% of businesses, which need to really you know leverage data to scale the business, but don't have the… Um, but don't have the expertise to kind of go do this themselves. Yeah, it's amazing work that you've done, and you know, even in
0: the early days of Salesforce, I'm yeah, you know, I'm trying to wrap my head around you know that you know monolith of an organization being so small in 2011. Okay, yes, it was a decade ago, but in the grand scheme of things, ten years is not really a long time, but based on what you have seen in your career you know the last 10 years is the equivalent of you know a century or maybe two centuries of you know new ways of doing things, growth, expansion, and all of that. And that's it that every year seems like we just get faster and faster as we move yeah. towards information. So uh, I, I love the fact, you know, of, of walking through, you know, from either the Salesforce experience, and of course we work had, you know, huge growth as well. And then and now, you know, with, with 5X, uh, that I anticipate is going to be huge, especially with the focus that you, you said about you know 90% of companies you know they they can't hire a data engineer they don't even know what they would look at all they know is we've got this information but we don't know what to do with it yep. and there's information that we don't we have but can be fairly easily accessed if you know where to look and how to look yeah. and and that's going to make a huge difference for companies in their growth and and also and being able to adjust when situations like I don't know, let's say a pandemic happens, you know yeah. that there's a lot of organizations that really need to look at data to figure out, okay, what do we do? You know, how do yeah. we
1: survive this? Exactly. Um, you know, in some ways, like investing in data is like building a skyscraper, right? Like you have to have the right foundations in place. You have to kind of dig up the earth first and build a foundation, right? Uh, you know the, the modern data stack today has got five layers: data collection, ingestion, storage, modeling, reporting. Each of them today have a billion dollar player. So if you want to get started, you have to go sign five enterprise contracts. Probably spend six months just sort of sort of stitching it together, um, and then you start getting value. So you know the big companies they have. Internal platform teams which stitch together the stack. So when an engineer writes some code, then it goes into the reporting. It goes into the machine learning framework. It's GDPR compliant. It takes care of security and PII. You know, if you're a startup today, do you want to go stitch this stack up yourself, or do you want to get value from data? Right, which one is it? So you know, we have those large internal tech teams, which are you know giving you the infrastructure, so you can go focus on making the business decisions. And then the second piece of this is, you know, tomorrow, let's say your you know your average education tech or fintech or real estate tech sort of startup even hires a data engineer. The problem is the company doesn't speak data engineering and the data engineer doesn't speak board level, sort of high level metrics and sort of priorities, right? So there's a big translation gap between what's happening and you know what we've built is a process to really manage this. How can we have an engineer actually understand that here's how I interact with the company and the, and the, and the company being able to also have a you know, translator of what's the right way to work with the engineer? What is that process? of how do I start with a generic business use case? Like, I want to add visibility into where my customers are coming from or how are my customers using my product, or what are my different segments, lifetime value, marketing attribution, sales funnel attribution, whatever have you, but to take a business use case and get to these te- these sort of technical dashboards and ultimately decision-making.
0: It's important too, because the work that you do um, is what your team is really good at. And, 90% of those businesses that need your services, uh, they're good at what they do, but they shouldn't start, in, in my opinion anyway, um, especially if they're small to even mid-sized, they shouldn't try to be their own data management type of situation. Yeah. It's like use the experts that know what to look at uh, because you you, know, you listed you know, at least a half dozen and there's even more different aspects of running a business. You've yep. got the marketing, you've got your product, you've got your services, you've got supply chain, you've got HR, you've got, you name it. There's so many different aspects of running a business. And yep. each one of those things, you need data in order to be successful in those things. And Absolutely. Absolutely and if you're if you're so busy as a as a solopreneur or a new business owner you know small team you're you're wearing all of these hats and guess what when you try to do too much you're not going to get anything done or it's not going to be good yeah. um, you, you narrow down your focus on this is what i can do this is the only thing i can do everything else i'm going to bring on expertise to help me with those things and if you get that set up right like using your organization, for example, yep. it creates a foundation, a strong yep. foundation for the organization that now we know what information and again, information provides information and you'll learn some things. It's like, Oh, well, what about this? And then that gives you additional things to, to pull from, which again will help these organizations leapfrog the competition because they're getting the information that they need to make the right decision. Because if you had all the answers in order to be successful in your business more than your competition does, well, guess yep. what? You're going to be successful because you've got all the answers. And how do you get all the answers? Data and yep. and knowing what to look at. So so your your ideal Client, you know what do they look like? And I know you've got all kinds of different clients, different flavors, and things like that. But what are some of the the common traits with uh, clients that
1: you're serving right now? That's a great question. You know, I, I our goal is how do we commoditize a lot of the foundational data work? Right. So I spoke about these five layers: data collection, ingestion, storage, modeling, reporting. You know, these are the five core layers. On top of this, then you have Um, AI, ML, building data-driven products, you know, a whole bunch of things. The core data stuff is pretty complex on how you collect data, store it, report on it. And it doesn't really offer you, you know, the ROI of doing this isn't there unless you're, you know, a data company where this is your bread and butter. Our goal is how do we commoditize it and offer it as a service way faster, cheaper, and better, than if you try to do it yourself or you hire a typical consulting company. So, you know, we're only looking at how do we commoditize this. Now, currently, we serve two audiences. We either serve, you know, your typical series A startup, which is proven that they have a business. They've now raised some more money to go scale the business. And now they realize that, hey, data is going to be important. We might not know how to go do this, right? So that's our first audience. Um, it's almost a no-brainer. We could just do it so much faster, cheaper, and better. In the first month itself, they're making decisions based on the data. If they had to go do this themselves, maybe spend three months hiring, three months signing the five contracts, three months of setting up the stack, and by the time you actually get into decision-making, it's a year. So if you want to make decisions in a month, or do you want to do it in a year. So that's our first audience. And the second one are your much larger companies. They'll be your... Uh, you know large FMCG companies or you know brands which uh, they might be you know a large liquor company or you know a large burger chain um, uh, who have who are obviously multinational businesses they might have hired Accenture in the past or you know a typical consultant What they realized is those companies are not long-term solutions they come in there they're expensive they do it on a project based. Whereas we're a long-term solution, you know, we come and own it for you. We embed engineers into your business. We give you the infrastructure, um, so it's everything you need to go run a comprehensive data strategy. We're doing those large companies now. Over a period of time, we want to narrow in and start getting to the more mid-market companies. The issue today is that you know, your mid-market company probably has a head of data, someone like myself, right? Like a few years ago. And if, uh, if another service comes and says, we're going to come and do this for you as a head of data, I'm going to be like, well, what am I going to do then? And what is my team going to do? So, you know, you start, you start playing with other people's egos and, you know, the idea of who's going to do it. So, you know, this kind of happens over time, right? As we start to prove that we can just do it way faster, way cheaper and way better, and that actually we're not replacing your data team. Your data team should go focus on the high levels of the stack. Go, bring your, go do your own machine learning or go do you know more of the advanced stuff, build data products for your customers uh, instead of doing the core stuff. So you know, we want data teams to start to reprioritize where they're spending their time instead of the core stuff, which can be commoditized, go more up market. Um, and we do that by first starting small and big and sort of narrowing down. I love that explanation too, because
0: I think a lot of organizations that do have some data personnel are thinking, okay, I'm going to be out of job because they're going to outsource Using, I mean, outsource is a term that gets used a lot, you know, the service. Uh, but I, I love your analogy on it. It's like, no, actually, you can still retain those personnel because obviously they know the business because they've been working with it, but they can look at things in a more what's the word I'm looking for, more proactive and uh, research-based type of thing for new opportunities and new streams of data to analyze and, and work on and all of that. And again, sometimes organizations, they limit their growth based on who they have. And, you know, I'm not trying to pick on anybody, but there are organizations that do that. You can get to a certain extent. You know, many, many years ago, I worked for, uh, uh, when the early days, uh, an internet market research firm, when the internet was still, you know, kind of in its infancy as far as uh, mass usage. So there was a lot of growth with this organization and the organization would start and I was employee number 32 and now they've got thousands across the globe. So yeah. I was one of the early ones and I, you know, I, they'd bring in data people to work on some things and we'd get to around 200 or 300 people and then you know maybe five or 10 people were let go and they brought exactly. in new people. And that would grow again. And then they would go through and say, okay, now we need some new talent. We're going to have to cut back on some things. And, you know, they did that with angel investing until they went uh, public in order to, you know, fund, you know, their massive growth that they've had. But, you know, as painful as it was to, you know, be a part of that organization and see some of your colleagues, you know, go by the wayside, I understood it from a business standpoint saying, okay, this person got us to this point, but that that's as far as they can go with the skill set that they have. Um, we don't have time, you know, to bring them up to speed on some things. So we need to make a you know a, dire- a change in direction. And you know, those people found other roles and they were fine and everything. But again, you know, your example of it doesn't necessarily mean when you guys come in that you're going to be cleaning house of the organization. You might yep. want to because again. It really depends on the situation, but ultimately you're used as an addition and an enhancement to an organization and not to subtract from something within.
1: Exactly. And if you actually think about, you know, how most organizations even use data, they probably have, you know, a lot of them have data analysts. And data analysts are really are really powerful. But when you have a data analyst without having the infrastructure. Or you know when you have a data scientist without having the foundations, they tend to go hack the first few layers of the stack, right? They would go manually extract data, run analysis based on ad hoc data, and you know vague, you know garbage in, garbage out, right? If you don't have the right rigor in place at the data collection layer, you can't really go build a skyscraper, right? You can't build a skyscraper without digging up the foundations. You can add a few stories, but by the time you get you know to the first four or five sixth floor is only so much cement and concrete you can actually throw at it. You you know you you just don't have the right foundation to go scale. And that's you know the mistake a lot of companies make when they when they get started. You know, it's not as easy as just you know just like we learned in marketing a few years ago inside digital marketing, it's not enough to get an Instagram account and you know make a few posts. There's a lot more to the marketing ecosystem than that. And if you want to get value from it, go speak to the professionals. And actually, if you look at digital marketing, it's 10 years ahead of data. And so sort of 10 years ago, a company called Google came along and said, Hey, if you don't do digital marketing, you don't care about you know, speaking to your customers online and building a brand and caring about reviews, you won't exist as a business. And, and so today, the businesses that didn't do it just don't exist. And, you know, every business we know likely has a full-time digital marketer over there. And, you know, the same thing is happening in data where in the next 10 years, if you're not using data to figure out your go-to-market strategy, how customers are using your product, what are your your different cohorts, you're just not going to be able to compete because your competition will just out-execute you. So, you know, We've, we've seen this playbook before. We've seen this happen. Uh, the sort of difference is, is that data is probably a little bit more technical than digital marketing. So there's even more of a disconnect between businesses um, and the data piece. And that's really what we're trying to solve. And you're doing
0: an amazing job of it too. So where do you see maybe the next five to 10 years, especially when you start looking at, you know, ai plays and agi you know and and all the other things that are are coming into the mix yeah uh, you know, I, I i think there's going to be a lot to be said for what you know that brings to the table on some things as well but you know what the what you just said a, a moment ago about um you know if you're not using data you're going to be left by the wayside. You're just not going to be able to function as an organization if you don't get ahead
1: of it. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on where you see the next five to 10 years. Yeah, I know. That's a great question. Um, You know, I think we're just moving more up the stack, right? Like we spend the last five, 10 years since I joined Salesforce, really first, really getting very clear on what are these first five, what are these first five layers? Of the stack it's referred to today as you know the modern data stack, where you have a data warehouse, uh, you have these different pipelines which you can ingest data from your various different data sources. The average startup today has got between ten to twelve different sources of data, right? So how do you take your data, ingest it into a warehouse, clean it, model, it, structured, and then build out reporting? You know, as time goes on. We'll start to sort of commoditize some of these core layers, right? And that's kind of why Five X exists, being like the time for you to come and do it yourself is gone. We can just do it way better uh, by you know having the sort of process that we have. So you know, as we start to commoditize more of the core layers, companies start focusing more on you know layers on top of it. So already you know layers like decision making, how do we simplify? You know, how do we answer questions? How do we answer non non-trivial questions on the business in a very, very quick manner, right? So today typically if a business comes back, you know, we have some basic dashboards, but the business comes back and has five nuanced questions. And you know the typical process is the data team goes spends one week and answers them. We're always kind of playing catch up, right? So you know the next layer, which we're super bullish on, is this layer called decision making. How do we, you know, what is the right tooling in place to answer some of these nuanced questions in extremely quickly, right? So it's decision making more on experimentation. Obviously, machine learning applications become really powerful sort of data products. Um, then you know this idea that the data warehouse is now becoming the source of truth for information how do you take data from the where, from the warehouse and start to push it back into your different applications push it back into your salesforce given your sales team is spending so much time over there it might not make sense for them to you know do some stuff in salesforce some stuff outside of it inside your typical warehouse or your typical bi layer right so you know these additional layers which are starting to sort of to, to sort of come um, are really where i think you know the next 5 10 years is going to be really interesting and, you know i think when you think of machine learning a lot of it today is still pretty buzzwordy right like it's a lot of hey we want to do ai or we want to do ml and I think just like today, you know, the modern data stack, these five layers are really well understood. And you know, there's a lot of consensus amongst experts out there as in what's the best way to kind of do this. We'll start seeing that build in the next 10 years around machine learning, you know, having consensus of what is the right way to do it, what is that the sort of data pyramids of needs when it comes to machine learning. And you know, as you said earlier. I think the next 10 years will go by exponentially, right? So, you know, it's probably going to be what took 10 years to happen for the core data stack will probably happen in the next five years for ML and for these things. So I think we're just living in a very exciting time. Definitely plenty of opportunities for all of us to really move the needle
0: forward. So I've loved our conversation today. Where can people find out more about you and this amazing work you're doing
1: at 5x? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Um, you can find out more about us on our website at 5 xcom you can also reach out to us uh, at, at support at 5xdata.co uh, or any of the usual channels today on our LinkedIn. Uh, we have a Medium, we have a YouTube. So, you know, uh, we're 5x and yeah, we'd love to um, hear from any of you.
0: That's awesome. I'll definitely have that information on the show notes. So thank you again for being on the show and, and congratulations and continued success. Thank you so much for having me.